With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Hi, I'm Texas Rangers field reporter Emily Jones, and you're listening to the Rangers Report podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Rangers. Inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at C.J.B. underscore R.R. on the bird app. And as always, we're brought to you by Waltons and presented by Dallas Sports Nation. And speaking of Dallas Sports Nation, their latest beat writer who covers the Rangers, the Mavericks, and he's CJ Berryman's protege, Kane McCutcheon. Kane, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good, bro. Um, so we had to do a little bit of work to get you into the, the Braves <laughs> the Braves game on Sunday. So talk about that and talk about your experience. Man, that was, um, yeah, we, we did a little bit of work for that, but uh, no, nah, it was, a, it was a, a crazy experience and I'm, I'm excited to jump into that more and, you know, really get going with that. Well, you got some positive reviews from people that we know that 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 work in the Rangers press box said that they, that they liked you. So John yeah. Moore demanded that we get you on the podcast. So yeah, yeah, so because he said he said he really liked you, really enjoyed it. He said you did a good job. So pretty cool experience, isn't it? Your first time to do that. 
Yeah, it was, that was my first time to um, actually, you know, I've gone to plenty of games before, yeah. but it was the first time actually, you know, working it. It was it was a pretty crazy experience. Hey, I told you, bro, I took care of you. You, you got me. So, so did you make a lot of noise in the press box and, you know, like make be real loud and, you know, because they love that up there. It was pretty, I was trying, I'm not going to lie. Like it was, it was chill up there. And then, you know, I was obviously working, like I was keeping a book and, and writing, but I was, I just, you know, it was quiet up there. So I kind of had to keep it in because usually I'm not like that. Yeah. That's the thing about the press boxes, no matter where you're going, it's always nice and quiet. Like it's quiet in there. If you, if you start chatting it up, usually a lot of writers get mad at you. <laughs> They're a picky breed of especially, people. CJ. Especially Levi and, and, and Chris. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving them shit now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, they're, pro- they're professionals up there. They know what they're doing and that's what I wanted you to see. Mm. And you'll see it several times this year. So <laughs> you're going to see, you're going to see it a whole lot more brother. I, I have my fair you. share of silent air fist bump celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> you just made yes, me laugh sir. so hard. I dropped my mic. <laughs> that's two nights in a row. Yep, it is. Tepid made Tep- you drop your mic last yep. night. Yep. Yep. Tepid, Tepid should be a comedian, man. That was awesome last night. Uh, yeah, he can. Um, yeah, he can tell a joke. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. We talked a little with Tepid last night, talking to Kane tonight. Kane, so what have you seen from this team now that's made them better than what they were the first three weeks of the season? Uh, I mean, I've seen a huge uh, change from this team within the first three weeks of the season. I think the thing is they're. Whereas in the first three weeks of the season, it seemed like they were finding ways to lose. And when the, when the offense was going, the pitching wasn't going, when the pitching was going, the offense wasn't going. Now it seems like they're finding ways to win, no matter what type of game it is. Whereas last night they win the two, nothing game in extra innings or when the Braves game that I covered, they put up seven runs on the board. It's like they're getting consistency and they're getting, they're getting clutch play when they need it. Yeah, no, I, and I can't disagree. And they're getting clutch pitching as well late in the ball game, and that's what's most important to me, to be honest. Joe Barlow pitched pitched fantastic last night. Matt Bush pitched fantastic last night, and that's that's key. That's key if you want to win. Um, so, kind of kind of elaborate on that a little bit from what you've seen. Um, with the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I think one thing too is when I wrote, whenever the Rangers were like one in four or something, I wrote an article and everyone's like, oh my gosh, the bullpen, the bullpen, the bullpen. And I was like, the bullpen in a way is kind of trial and error. Like you're trying, like, especially with these new guys, you're trying to find that combination. Bingo, bingo, bingo. And, yep. And I got to say, some of y'all owe Matt Moore an apology. Yep. Uh, yes, me and Ben both do. We yep. both do. Guy sucks. He's terrible. And bam, look at him now. But it's not even just him. Like, you know, they found. The but he, he but he redirected himself. Yeah. Right. Reinvented himself. And you know what? I'll eat that crow. I'll eat it. <laughs> they found the combination, you know, combinations that work though. Like Bush is good late in games. Like you said, Joe Barlow has been good these past two nights, like pitching on a back-to-back like that, shutting out games back-to-back is, you know, that's what they're going to need. They're going to need a consistent, you know, closer. And for, I think really like for like one of the first times since Woody has been here, like he said, this is our closer. Like, you know, he doesn't, you know, from, yeah. you know, since he's been here, he really hasn't done that often, but I think now they're getting more consistent pitching, like CJ said, late in games. That's going a long way. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, 
Go ahead, I think Dan. what's got me is watching, watching like for example, Matt Bush gave up a homer two nights ago, but it wasn't one that really mattered because the Rangers had a big enough lead, and then he shook it off that night and did good. Came back the next night and shut him down, like CJ said. And then like he was saying, I wanted to mention too, Matt Bush. My goodness, like. As right as I was on saying Zach Rex should have made the team out of spring training. Because, you were you were damn right. He's tearing it up. I was totally <laughs> wrong saying Matt Moore shouldn't make this team. Like CJ said, he's reinvented himself. He has probably to me been the most impressive reinvented guy in that bullpen in 2021. If I had to give a pitcher of the month for for uh, April, I would probably make it Matt Moore. Yeah, and Brock Burke too. And Brock Burke. Oh, Brock That's Burke, another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boy right there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's another um, one that the one cup of coffee he got at the big leagues a few years ago before all of his Tommy John issues. You know, he did not look all that good. But boy, this year coming out of the bullpen, that dude is that dude is fire, man. He comes in and you know that nothing's gonna happen. Well, elaborate on that, Kane. What have you seen out of Brockburg? I mean, I, I mean, I've just seen someone that's, you know, attacking the zone and going right after hitters. And, um, you know, I was one thing too, I was thinking whenever, whenever he first started pitching good, his first couple outings, people were jumping the gun, like, Oh, let's put him in the rotation right now. And I'm like, this dude is, you know, consistently having consistent outings out of the bullpen. Like, I feel like sometimes managers will like stretch that and be like, Oh, he's good out of the bullpen. Let's throw him right into the rotation. Like when a guy like Brock Burke is like someone that you're going to need out of the bullpen, like a solid left-handed arm where, you know, you can't rely on one left-handed arm. Like Brock Burke is a consistent, he's been consistent. He can go multiple innings out of the bullpen. And I think that's something that's helped them too. Even with Matt Moore and, you know, Brock Burke, but they go multiple innings. I think that's something that's helped him out to the bullpen. And, you know, he's just been consistent attacking hitters and, you know, he's had a really good start to the season well and we're going to get jonathan hernandez and jose leclerc back mm-hmm. so i mean yeah the back end of the bullpen is going to look real fantastic here in a couple of months and the rangers you know have a history of taking lights out relievers and trying to turn them into starters mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked well this time they took brock burke who was a really good starter and they've turned C- him into a C- lights out cj wilson worked out just fine but he, he did and that's why one. and that's why they kept trying is because cj worked out so well CJ Wilson was a phenomenal closer. He's the other CJ, by the way. Yeah, by the other CJ. He was a phenomenal closer, <laughs> and then he worked out being a great pitcher, except for Game Seven of the 2011 World Series. But we won't talk about that. But anyway, um, no, we're not. We're not going yeah, there. Yeah, uh, that was the only time when he left. After that, I was like, good riddance. But you know, he he was good for most of his time with the Rangers. He went but, and joined Josh Hamilton in Anaheim. And became worthless. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be nice. Um, no, I agree pitching. But then again, uh, okay, let's let's switch gears on something else. How surprised were you? Were you as surprised as all of the rest of the Ranger fans that uh, that Willie got sent down? Uh, I I mean, I was like, I I love Willie. Like, I've met him multiple times. Like, he's a great guy. And you know, I actually just wrote an article about this, but it's just one of those things like you hate to see it, but like at the same time, he's been given opportunities and, you know, he hasn't succeeded and not saying all of that is his fault. Like, obviously it's not, he's had a, you know, a string of unfortunate injuries, but you know, if you, especially now, like I was explaining the other day to someone like, this isn't the year where the Rangers are going to give people an extended look. Mm -hmm. We're trying to evaluate young talent, but we're also trying to, you know, trying to do something at the same time. And so it's like, you know, we've seen what Willie has, like we've seen his potential, but you know, he's just not hitting. No. And he's not, he's got a 246 average at the big league level, 246. That's not going to work. No, it's not going to work period. 
No, not at all. I agree with you. So I, again, I'm the same way when he got sent down, I wasn't shocked, but I also thought there's a lot of other people that were going to get sent down before him. I was thinking, I knew Allard was going down. Allard just had a rough start to the season. And, and that's to, your boy. Then it was last boy. year. And yeah, he needs to reset this year. He's just having a rough start to the season. And then I thought it'd be another bullpen arm, but I guess they wanted to keep that one extra pitcher. And then I was thinking like Rex would go back down or, you know, I mean, obviously they're not going to DFA Cole Calhoun yet. It's only Re- Rex saying, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And that's, that's Ben's boy. That's Ben's boy. Yeah. Rex, 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 unless, unless he falls apart. Rex he's, is going to, Rex is going to be, there. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. No, I don't think he is either. And, and you know, Sam Huff, of course, last night had two home runs in the game for round rock, man. That dude, is did you see that up. opposite field home run that he hit? I did. My goodness, man. Good Lord. Yeah. That was a ball right there. So he he's going to force his way on this team. Kind of like, and let's talk about this too. Kane, I'm sure you've looked into it a little bit. Leody Tavares. I mean, what else does he have to do to force That's his way up on this guy. team? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, he's <laughs> going to be there eventually. Like, but the thing with him is like his bat is hitting and like, you could make the argument, Oh, you know, he's not going to, you know, he doesn't hit at the major league level. Like he can still impact the game. And I oh, think yeah. his obviously clearly far better than it ever has been before. Like this kid is going to make an impact and people got to think like, he's only what? 23. I think he's 23. Yeah. Three years old. Yep. Yeah, he's, he still got plenty of time. Like he was rushed to the, you know, rushed to the league. And so, well, and that's what people forget too, is right. that he was, yeah, he was rushed. I mean, that was 2019 when he made his debut and yeah, it was a rush deal. Uh, but I, I covered him and me and, me and Ben have talked about this. I covered him whenever he was with Frisco uh, up here in Amarillo. And that dude, I mean, he just has the air about him. He's, he knows, knows he's the best player in the stadium. He knows it. Yeah. Now, if, but he lost that whenever he got to start last year with the Rangers, he lost that. Um, But if we can get that guy back Mm -hmm. that knows that he's the best talent on the field, he can, he can, he can change the game. Like you said, Kane change the game whenever he wants to. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be there sooner rather than later. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I think especially if se- several other guys continue to struggle the way I mean, Brad Miller can, you know, start playing a little more infield Brad, or, or well, you know, he, he did hit the game winning. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. he's been struggling, but he did hit the game winning shot last night. That is, that is true. But I mean, Adolis Garcia needs to, to, step it up a little bit. He's another guy. I think, I don't think he's, his seat is hot yet, but I also don't think it's incredibly cold. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like him in between Seager and Simeon. It seems like every time. See, okay. Thank you very freaking much. Kane. Thank you. Thank you. Every time he's there, he's hit, but when he's not, it almost is like when he's there, he hits when he's, when he's not, he doesn't. Yeah, and he, he's just got to get over that. And CJ has mentioned this on the podcast at least twice, if not three times, where uh, where where he took that swing at the first pitch after that incredible walk was worked Piss right, me right the him. hell off. Yeah, and then he sat there and just wah and ended the game. You know, it's just he's got to get over that. Hey, look, I, I just want to get it now. I want to get the hit now because pitchers know that they throw him garbage and he swings at it, and then that's a problem. Well, Nate Lowe had just worked a hard walk. Yeah, and then they put Eli White at first base. Take one pitch. Take who, one. Who, by the way, he, last night stole second so he could score. 
on that hit by Brad Miller. Yeah. <laughs> which is what they wanted Adolis to do in that game. I, 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 I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah. I think I, it, it speaks for itself. Tepid, Tepid put it best last night when he said, there's a reason he's a 28 year old rookie. You That's know, true. It's because yep. he's, he's got talent, but he's never been able to harness it in enough, you know, to be consistently at the major league level. And this is a big year. This is a big month for him. The month of May, I think. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, because if not, Laody is calling and Bubba might be calling as well. Mm-hmm. So well, there's a lot of guys in the minor right now calling. Leo Josh, Bubba, Josh, Josh Oh, Josh Stowers is he's tearing it up at Double A. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Josh Smith learning to play some outfield. You know, they're 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 getting guys ready for sure. Ezekiel Duran. Yep, another one. Yeah. Gee, all those guys came over in that Joey Gallo trade that I thought was bad. <laughs> uh, so, Kane, do you remember <laughs> the night that trade happened and how mad Ben was? Unfortunately, I remember that night a little too yeah. well. <laughs> so, uh, I'll just teach you. I'll just learn a lesson for me, Kane. Wait for the updated rankings on prospects before you get really <laughs> mad. Because, you know, once they updated him, I was like, holy crud, that was a fantastic take we got from the Yankees. Well, I was, and I was like, I was like, I'm just going to let him go. I'm yeah, just going to let mad. him go. Well, and, you know, Gallo's not even playing every day now because he's nope doing so badly for New York. Yeah. Poor guy. And don't get me wrong. I love Joey Gallo. I still do. I, I want him to succeed. But, you know, one of the people, and this is off the topic, but that's okay. One of the people that's helping the Yankees play so well is Isaiah. Oh, well, and, and, Jose, and Trevino. Jose Trevino. They are both tearing it up for the Yankees right now. Trevino is working his way into possibly being the number one catcher for the Yankees. Yeah. But I, mean, I still, sorry, I still think they made the right choice looking at the way Jonah Heim is playing. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> That and his dad is a huge fan of our podcast, so it works. Yes, that too. That's true too. I mean, who isn't? You know, everybody's a huge fan of our podcast. <laughs> I gotta say though, one thing I gotta say, I remember you guys' hundredth episode live special, and I brought up the idea of trading for a catcher months before. I don't know if you, you did. did. You did. You did. Yep, you did. All right, so let's let's cover that real quick. Garver has not lit the world on fire so far as a Texas Ranger behind the plate. He seems to have a lot of past balls and offensively, he hasn't really kicked it up yet. Do you think that was a mistake to get for Garver or what do you think? What do you think about the Garver deal one month in? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it was a mistake. I mean, I don't think you can label it a mistake one month in, but I think, you know, I mean, I, he's a good player, obviously. Like you, like he's, he's hit before. Like we know his, I hate to say potential with a veteran, but like we know what he's capable of. And so, um, I mean, it was an offensive move. If you look at like the offense you were getting from Trevino wasn't, you know, necessarily what she would have liked it to be. Um, I mean, if you look at how they're doing without Isaiah kind of left, I don't, you know, I don't think Isaiah kind of left on this team is, you know, makes it, you know, extremely better. Like I think, I think, you know, it'll take some time, obviously, for Garver. I, I mean, I guess he's one of the ones, you know, not having trouble adjusting, but he's having a little bit of a slower time. But I think, you know, one, he's one of those guys, like, once he gets hot, he can get hot. Yeah. Yeah, Simeon's well, another one who has started slow, but I have no concern with whatsoever. If, none, you, look at him, uh, if you look at him back in uh, April or back in April of last year, he was batting somewhere around 210 at the end of April last year. And we know what kind of season he had last year. 
Yeah, he, he bat he hit like three sixty in the month of May after and that. Yeah, he did. Not well, so and then let's talk about Nathaniel Lowe. Hmm. This is this is the guy that we thought we were going to see last year. Of course, he wasn't protecting the lineup. The lineup sucked. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Um, but now you're seeing exactly what we what we needed to see. I mean, to me, I think uh, right now you cannot tell me who, who who would be the one you want to get that last hit. And I would say Nathaniel Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's having a great season. I actually got to meet him on Sunday, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, no, he's he's um, having a good season. I think a lot of people talked about Adolis is going to benefit from the protection, but I think really Nathaniel Will has benefited from the Bingo. protection else has in the lineup. And you see, like, he has flexibility within the lineup. Like, he's batting leadoff and, or he's batting behind Seager and Simeon, or, but he still, you know – his plate approach is good. He hits the ball to all. I, I know I've seen people, oh, people nowadays don't hit the ball to all fields. Like Nathaniel Lowe's people that, you know, a player that those people like. Like he's going to all parts of the field and successfully. So, well, and like CJ talked about with Leody Tavares, he just looks like he belongs there when he gets up to the plate. He looks comfortable. He looks, I he mean, has command. He yeah. Has and command. The, the walks he works, you know, like he did in, in the, the game the other night, he just looks like he belongs there. And that's the difference. Last year, he looked like a young player, you know, finding his way this year. He looks like a guy that just, Hey, you know, I'm here and I'm going to do my job. He looks like it kind of like, he kind of has that Michael young attitude. You know, he just gets out there and he does his job. Yeah. And so Michael young, and it's funny that you bring that up, Ben. Uh, Michael Young, he loved Ruggie Odor um, when Michael Young retired. He said that's somebody that uh, he wants to go into the game and beat your ass. Literally, if you're Jose Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, way, that's the way I feel about Nathaniel Lowe. Yeah. He yeah. wants to come into the game and kick your ass. And that's what the Rangers need right now. Except for he's like a super nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so talk about um, you have to cover the Braves uh, final game of the series uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how was that experience? And just just kind of talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I will say it was loud in there. That was the that was the. Um, record for globe life yep. field attendance. It was like, I think it was 38. I know it was 38,000 something, but there was, there was a lot of Braves fans and, you know, a lot of Rangers fans too. Um, but it was, no, it was a good game. I mean, I think, I thought, I thought they played a complete game though, too. Like the pitching was there. Um, even some small ball with that bunt, that bunt play by Culberson was perfectly ran. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the mistakes that, that Adolis triple was a mistake in the outfield, but they, they capitalized off of it. Like they capitalized off the mistakes that the Braves made and they, they just played it all around complete game. And uh, go ahead, Ben. Yeah. I was going to say also, you know, you watch games there a lot. You watch games on TV the rest of the time, like the rest of us listen to radio, anything about covering it or being in the press box, pregame, post game that surprised you or you didn't like that. You really were like, now this is cool. Oh man. Um, 
Well, no, the Nolan Ryan interview. <laughs> Just seeing a Hall of Fame. I'm so jealous of you yeah. right now. I was like, whoa. But I thought another thing I thought was cool too was like the person that announces everything inside of the press box comes in handy when you're keeping score. Yeah. <laughs> Way easy. Chuck, Chuck Morgan. No, no, no. The actual dude that's in the press with the communication. Oh, oh, yeah, the communications guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes it a lot easier. So, I mean, there was, you know, it was just a really cool experience. I'm excited to, you know, keep going and stuff. Well, you know, CJ knows this, but the first time I covered a Round Rock Express game, Nolan was there. And I didn't even know he was going to be there. Like, I just picked the game because we were in Austin for something and I was there and I worked for a different uh, uh, firm at the time, Nolan Wrighton. And I was down there covering like a round rock game. Yeah, oh, this would be fun. That's, were, that, that's where Ben and I's relationship started yeah. was with Nolan Wright. Yeah. So they were, they were retiring Jackie Moore's number in round rock. And I, they go, all right, guys, we have an interview. And I turned around and Nolan Ryan was just standing there. And I was like, Holy crap, man, I did not expect this. And, you know, I, I, I told CJ, I was like a fangirl. I just stared at him the whole time and didn't ask any questions whatsoever. That was literally me. <laughs> that was literally me. I mean, he just had, he just has a presence. Doesn't he? When you see him in person. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the elevator before, like we were going down the field. And John was like, "Oh yeah, we're going to Nolan Ryan's at one," and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> "We're in the media room, and I'm sitting on the seat that's very closest to the door." And then it didn't start at one. They said it was going to start at one. It didn't start at one. But then Nolan Ryan just walks into the room, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, the greatest pitcher of all time." <laughs> Yeah, he's just got a presence about him when you see him in person. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm glad see. I didn't ask a question because my voice probably would have squeaked like this, and I probably would have sounded <laughs> stupid. So it's probably a good thing I didn't ask anything. Well, Kane, I, was, we... I was, you know, I was a super young, you know, 35 at the time. So, <laughs> see, I'm 37. So Ben, Ben, he makes fun of me. He's like, "You're so young." <laughs> <laughs> And we have a 16 year old King McCutcheon on here tonight. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, that's one thing I got to say. I felt pretty young when I was there. Who, by the way, has covered more Rangers games in person than either you or me. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But I am remedying that, Kane. I'm going at the end of May. All right. So, I'll cover my first game on a Monday at the end of May. It'll be, I think the one I'm going to is Rangers in Tampa Bay. On May 30th is the one that I'm talking to Ricky about going to. So, hmm, so maybe I'll be out there too. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. So Kane, thank you very much for joining the Ranger Report podcast. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to if you're not following Kane McCutcheon on Twitter, you're failing. Yep. Um, so yeah, follow Kane on Twitter. This kid's got everything. Everything. Um and I'll make sure he's got everything. So, <laughs> uh, Kane, thank you very much for joining us, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. Enjoy the Stars hockey game tonight. All right. Go Stars. Go Stars. Go Stars. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.